this is Kevin Cooley. Welcome to A Life That Works. We don't have a perfect life, but we do have one that works. We've learned a few things that have helped us to walk in a level of abundant life that Jesus came to give us, and we want to share that with you. That's what this podcast is all about. And today, on the set with me, I have Colton Pearson. Hello. You may know him as Worship Guy. Worship guy. That's He's right. the worship pastor at Harvest Church in Mobile. Check us out, harvestmobile.com. You can listen to the live stream of the worship. Sure. And Colt, you've been on staff now for over a year here in yes. Mobile, but you grew up in church your whole life. I did. What was whole that life. life? What was that like? Oh, man. Um, I loved it, honestly. I, I actually um, was homeschooled, so yeah. um, church was a great place. It was to, like recess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a place to get um, just good, godly friendships and right um, be around good people and um, yes. be around great influences. And mm-hmm. uh, man, loved it. That's awesome. Funny enough, I grew up at that same church. I was a little ahead of you <laughs> since I was about 12 or 13. I grew up at that same church in Jackson, Mississippi, Flowood, Mississippi, right. the great Word of Life Church. Yes. If you are in that area, go check them out. They are amazing. And so we both kind of cut our teeth on worship there. Mm -hmm. My pastor growing up, Pastor Ronnie Sims, was Mm -hmm. a prophetic pastor. He was a a psalmist. Mm -hmm. He would just break out into worship, uh, prophetic worship, and that's just something that rubbed off on me. I've been Mm -hmm. doing it my whole life, and I know that you are a music lover. Man, what made you decide to pick up the guitar, to grab the keyboard, to start worshiping? Why'd you go that direction? Um... I'm not really sure. I always, I loved music at a young age. Um, And uh, I I mean, I was singing ever since I could sing. Yeah. And um, I remember seeing my cousin play electric guitar and I was like, oh man, that's cool. And Mm -hmm. then my mom sang. So I I kind of grew up in a musical family and I would go to band rehearsals with her at World of Life and uh, just sit through them and um, watch uh, Jay play and like, I just wanted to do that. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And um, seeing it, like, I thought it was cool. But then once I got in it and started putting time into it, um, man, it just became what yeah. I wanted to do, who I wanted to be. I love it. And uh, yeah, loved it ever since. All right. Keep loving it, man. You're doing it a good job. <laughs> All right. Today, this is a life that works. So you cannot have a life that works without worship. Yes. Would you agree? Absolutely. It's a key component. Yes. And it's it's for God just as much as it is for us. Mm-hmm. It's for us just as much as it is for God. And but what does that mean? Oh, worship means it kind of means a few things to me. Yeah. I think um, we have worship like like we think about in a congregation of like um, oh it's the it's the singing part of church right right. <laughs> um, but no, that's worship. That's where we we get together. And um, uh, I've heard one way talked about. Uh, worship talked about is it's almost like the washing off Mm -hmm. um it's like when you when you come into church and you know this is not the we sing a couple songs before the preacher gets up no this is the place to um to wash the world off like kind of like the old priests in the old testament they would they would you know put on clean clothes and you know clean their feet and all that before they would enter in Mm -hmm. and um i think that's a really cool analogy of worship it's like washing off the the anxiety of the world or the depression, whatever it may be, so that it kind of recenters your heart to to hear from the Lord and um, to uh, hear from the pastor and hear the word. So let's talk about the coming move of God. Yeah. It's something that I think that 
most people, or maybe a lot of people that are in tune with God, in tune with the Holy Spirit, they feel like there's something on the horizon mm-hmm. that's coming. Um, I have felt that for a long mm-hmm. time. I've tasted it. I've stepped in and out of it for short seasons and different special moments. I remember a good friend of mine was a youth pastor in Atlanta. I was on my way to India, and I stopped over to preach one night for him. And long story short, one night turned into six months, an 80-member <laughs> youth group turned into 800-member wow. youth group. Hundreds of kids got saved. Mm-hmm. Some radical things happened. And I'm telling you, something like that will ruin you mm-hmm. in a good way. Because yeah. once you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, yeah. and I mean, once you've been in the manifest presence of God night after night, week mm-hmm. after week, month after month, you it's almost like you're you're on a constant quest, like you're a drug addict. You're looking for your next <laughs> hit. Like, I'm a revival addict. Yeah. I want to move a God yeah. everywhere I go. But it's not always just a move of God in a corporate meeting, you've got to have a move of God in your own mm-hmm. life, in your own private walk with God, yeah. else everything else is just all show and no go. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So let me throw out a verse and let's kind of kick it around. Yeah. The first verse that comes to my mind is Acts 3.19. Mm-hmm. It says, repent mm-hmm. that times of refreshing may come from mm-hmm. the presence of the Lord. So I can see how that would work both corporately in a church, in a mm-hmm. region, in a nation. I can see how it could work in my own right. prayer closet. Yeah. So what do you see in that verse? Um, I think the word that sticks out is repent. <laughs> right, for sure. Um, I, I think in That's our, like the catalyst, right? That's what kicks it off. You can't for have sure. a revival without repentance. I think our... I don't want to get religious, but I think our... Uh, our easy Christian lives have gotten comfortable and um, not us, but like just in general, the Christian life. And I think that's we, probably we, us too, to a degree. It could be. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the word repent, I mean, it, it means to, to turn, to turn from. And yeah. um, man, when you cut something out of your life that it, maybe it's not even a sin, but maybe it's just something carnal that the Lord's saying, Hey, I, I want this time. Yeah. Uh, just like we've been fasting, you know, um, right. lately. And um, when we cut something away, it's almost like the Lord becomes more clear mm-hmm. or you can hear easy. You don't have to. It's almost like you don't even have to try. It's almost yeah. like you cut out something for the Lord and it's just like you hear clear, you yeah. see things clear. And I think in that verse, um, it's kind of saying that like, you know, obviously repent, but like, you're gonna you're gonna see this like just things change things start to shift yeah that's good so like there's fewer distractions right and uh, i had a thought and the the thought is about cutting away any good farmer is going to prune a tree so that it can mm-hmm. bear more fruit yeah and like you said we're actually in the middle of a time of fasting and prayer and worship and that sort of thing. And man, it's so good. Mm. And there are fewer distractions. Uh, there's more, but there's more focus on the Lord. So anytime you focus on Jesus and the scripture and time and his presence and seeking the Holy spirit and praying in the Holy spirit, Mm. there's going to be a cause and effect. There's going to be, I don't know, an an answer, a, a reciprocation, if you will. So, it's almost like it hurts when things are cut off mm-hmm. and cut out. But then, man, it hurts now, but man, the blessing later. Yeah. You said a quote um, in 
staff meeting a couple of weeks back of um, the uh, the pain of this, discipline. You know, yeah, yeah. What was that of, Yeah, there's two kinds of pain. There's the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Yeah. And the pain of regret is always greater. Yeah, that's good. The pain of discipline is more uncomfortable in the moment. That's so good. But man, it pays rich dividends. So good. Later. All right, here's another verse that, and here's why we're talking about the coming move of God is because I, I know the, I think I believe the last thing that needs to happen before Jesus returns is a great outpouring of God's spirit mm. and hundreds of millions of people turning to Jesus. Yeah. And that's not going to happen with the way we, quote unquote, do church right now. I think we're so caught up in how we do church that we've stopped being the church. Mm, that's good. And that's a problem. And God forgive us. And, you know, we could start repenting right there. Yeah. But but uh, I know in 2003, that's been a minute ago, when I came to pastor Harvest Church in Mobile, uh, I was kind of fresh off the mission field, had been over there for five years or so. Mm-hmm. And. God was doing amazing things. We were yeah. seeing thousands of people a month come to Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lord was blessing it, but he led us to come pastor this church, and we still have the work there that continues. But but when I was here, I just thought, well, maybe God just has me here in this holding pattern for a couple of years yeah. to get this church healthy, and then right. I can turn it over to somebody who actually wants to pastor it. Mm-hmm. You know, and But that wasn't the case. It's been 20-plus years, and I'm still here, and I'm, I'm enjoying the journey, but there was a time about six, eight months into just coming here, I was so frustrated, and maybe my spiritual ADD was kicking in, but I was like, Lord, what do you want to do here? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go back to what I was doing. Lord, what do you want to do here? And I locked myself in a room at the church, and for three hours, I asked God that one question. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do here? Yeah. And finally, I say finally the Lord spoke to me. I think finally I got quiet enough to right. hear what he was saying. But when I asked the question, Lord, what do you want to do here? He said, unprecedented outpouring of my spirit, such as has never been seen before in the history of mankind, and it will spread globally. Mm. And I was so stunned by that. I said, no, Lord. I said, what do you want to do here? <laughs> I was like, what you just said is so beyond the scope of yeah. what we're currently experiencing, yeah. you know, at that time with 120 people in our church mm-hmm. on a good day. And and we're a healthy church now. We're not a large church, we're a, but we're a healthy church yeah. of, a, of a few hundred people. And But I believe that what God wants to do in our church and through our church, for our church, and not just for our church, but for our community, for our city, and mm-hmm. even for this region, is something that has, is so special. And I don't believe it's limited to our church. I'm not saying yeah. that at all. I just know that our church is going to be a part of it. Sure. And I love that prayer that a great man of God used to pray. He said, God, whatever you're doing in the earth, don't leave me yeah. out. And that's one reason I'm glad you're here, is you're a solid musician, but even more than that, you're a worshiper. Mm. And that's what I like about you the best. Mm. And that's why I believe for such a time as this, the Lord's brought you here Mm. just to be a part of whatever God's going to do for for us and through us. So um, times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Talk to me about the presence of the Lord. What does it do to people when when they get in it? It it changes you. It changes mm-hmm. you. I know. Um, I I think of a story. Uh, 
I don't know. I talk about Luke all the time. He's my youth pastor, and there's Ooh. there's something about good youth pastors, man. They, yeah, man. God they bless change them. you. They we change need an army of them right now. We too. do, and um, uh, but I, I think if you're back, a youth pastor. God bless you. We're yes. praying for you. May the anointing <laughs> increase tenfold on your yes. life. You are special, and the body of Christ needs you. This generation yes. needs you. Yes, our man, our generation needs the Lord, and we're gonna give it to him. But um, yes. but I think back to. Um, he like he would he was this big old burly man and and man he would just cry like he would just cry all the time and like you you don't see that all the time and I remember asked I asked him one time I was like you know what what is that like what is you know I felt something and he's like that's the glory that's the glory of the Lord and um, man that's just his presence and when yes. he's there it changes things it'll change you it'll change your heart it can change your mind it can heal your body I mean it can. The presence of the Lord yes. can do all kinds of things, and yes. um, man, an unprecedented outpouring sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm glad we're going to be a part of it, and I I think yes. we're gonna, man, we're gonna see some crazy things, crazy in a good way. That's right, right that, for uh, sure. Man, Jesus was radical. And, yes, uh, that's what I've been um, telling the youth lately. Like, man, I'm tired of living this little wimpy Christian life. Like, mm-hmm. and our world has watered down what a Christian means, and yeah, man, Jesus was was radical i mean so radical they killed him (laughs) they hated him and um but man he went through and he was just for people he was just about people and i think i think the world's ready for that again it needs it needs something radical and different in a good way and um i think that's what we're gonna see yeah and i neglected to say when we started the podcast that that um colton is also our youth pastor he and his wife, Savannah, serve our teenagers, and they've been doing that for the last few months, and we just see a, a wholeness starting to coalesce and take mm-hmm. shape there amongst our teenagers. are so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But I told my wife, I said, this was, this was probably two years ago, and I told my kids, this was a couple of years ago, uh, we went a couple of years without a, a youth pastor, and I said, you know, the next person, male or female, I'm, it doesn't matter to me, the next person that becomes our youth pastor is not going to be just a youth pastor. They're going to be a revivalist. Mm. They're going to be somebody who has a heart for God, who goes after the things of Mm. God tooth and nail, and they will not stop till they, they, that glory that you talked about, they, they want it. They, they pursue it and pursuit is the proof of desire. Don't tell me you want something if you're not going after it. And that's what I see happening in my life and mm-hmm. your life and our staff right now we've just had a ha- we're having a turning point in our own personal lives right yes. now and i love it it's so exciting no, it's so good i wrote so a good. song several years ago called your presence mm-hmm. and just the words are your presence that's what i long for yes and his pre i mean it doesn't matter what we have if we don't have his presence yes that's so good and i think um i think our younger generation needs our younger generation has seen quote unquote Christianity and it's like, they need to see the actual Christianity and what that is, is going to be signs, wonders and miracles. Come on. They need to see the authentic article. Yes. They like, cause they don't need to see, Oh, um, let's, let's just go to church and sing these couple songs and then go home and then complain all day. No, they need to see healings. They need to see like just this radical stuff. That's what will get them saved, man. If they, if they walk in church and, somebody gets healed or somebody gets set free of depression. They're like, Oh wow. This this thing's not a joke. My grandmother wasn't kidding, (laughs) you know? And, uh, and man, I just think that's, that's what's going to get our next generation just 
And when you can get kids like that saved, man, they're just like, they're like gasoline. They won't stop. Right. They just burn up, man. They're, they're, they're on like fire. all in. And yeah. I used to be a youth pastor actually here at this same church. And there's some young adults now out there roaming the planet that are amazing <laughs> that came up in our youth group just mm-hmm. all over the world doing great things for Jesus. And I'm so proud of them. But yeah. I used to. I used to say that, man, you get these kids fired up for God, they'll follow you to hell with a water <laughs> pistol and say, we're taking over. So I love that. That's awesome. Let me share another verse, and, and then we'll start wrapping up. But it's probably one of my all-time favorite verses when it comes to revival praying and seeking mm-hmm. God for a move of the Spirit. And it's Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. It says, and this is God talking, he prophesies, and he says, in the last days, and I believe we're in those days. Yeah. In the last days, and I, and I did a, I think it was an amazing series on this about a year ago. It's on our website. It's called Stranger Things, and we mm-hmm. talked about the end times. And it's not an amazing series because I preached it, but just about <laughs> the topic and the yeah, scripture yeah. telling us of what time it is in human history. But And it's the last days. Mm-hmm. But in the last days, God said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all yeah. flesh. I love that word, all, for so many reasons. Red, yellow, black, and white. I know that's yeah. not politically correct, but it's biblically correct. Right. He's going to pour his spirit out on everybody. That's right. He, he, I mean, he doesn't, he, of course, he sees our, our ethnicity. He gave it to us, and it's a beautiful thing. But I'm gonna, we're going to see ethnic groups coming together worshiping God. Yeah. We're going to see age groups coming together and going after God. Because he said, not only will I pour out my spirit upon all flesh, yeah. he said, your sons and your yes. daughters will prophesy. Yeah. Your children and your youth will speak as the very oracles of God. And upon the men servants and the maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit. So Mm. if you're a a leader at your church, Mm. if you're serving at your local church, you're going to get a double dose. Yes, come on. So he said, on the men servants and maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit. And the old men will see visions, the young young men will see visions, the old men will dream dreams. dreams. Oh, man. That's what's headed our yes. way. And there will be, like you said, signs and yes. wonders in the heavens and the earth. Yes. I love that. And I think, um, man, I want to like encourage, especially uh, parents in our generation, um, like we got to tell our kids about this stuff, man. And I think I was so, um, like I was so, I don't want to say lucky, but I think blessed to have a youth pastor that, Man, he didn't he didn't preach to us like we were kids, man. We got we got preaching right. better than some adults, man. And so yeah. um and it it changed my life. I didn't get uh, you know, David and Goliath and the slingshot. You know, those stories are great, but like sure. Man, he broke this stuff down. He was like, Honor your father and mother. It's mm-hmm. not an ask, it's a commandment, you right. know. And like we need to teach our kids so these true. days that um man, they can change the world, but yes. we can't treat them like they're lower. That's right. Like if the Lord can use our kids, we need to train them up yes. and call them up and like not and be an example to them. Be a huge example. Man, they should yeah. they should I want to like challenge you. They should catch you praying. They should catch Come you worshiping. Now. They yeah, shouldn't catch you good. cussing and kicking the cat like you say. <laughs> right, <all the> time. <laughs> you know, but like we have to be that example. They should see us reading our Bible and it right. not being a chore, but it's yes. it's an alive book. It's not mm-hmm. an old textbook, but it's amazing, and so if, and if we, we should do that, bring them to church, not yes. send them, but bring yes. them to church. Yeah, yeah, man, that's good stuff. And and, and also, we realize 
No perfect people allowed. We're right. all human. We're oh, flawed. <laughs> We're going to make mistakes. We're going to kick the cat occasionally, <laughs> metaphorically, hopefully. But uh, but when when we mess up, let's just be what Christians ought to be yes. and, and demonstrate to our kids, our teenagers, this is how you repent. This yes. is what repentance looks like. <laughs> I made a mistake, mm-hmm. but I'm not a mistake. You made a mistake, but you're not a mistake. You're yes. not what you do. You're, it's not about what you've done. It's about what Jesus has done, and you just stay right with God. Yes. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So good. I think of uh, of David and all the mistakes he made, man, and um, the Lord called him a man after his own heart. Yes. And um, so he, he messed up so much, but he always came back to the Lord. Yes. He, he messed up, back. but he let God pick him up. He did. It's so good. good. Well, hey, listen, man, this has been so rich. I'm inspired. I'm encouraged. <laughs> And thank you for taking this time and just investing into this generation. And hey, this is a life that works. And if you want to have a life that works, you got to seek God, seek him with your whole heart. I can't close out without sharing this one key kind of revival verse. And everybody knows it. It's in 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14. It says, if my people, and I think it says if, because we might or we might not. It's up mm. to us. But I say, as for me and my house and us and our church, yeah. we are going to serve the Lord. But yes. it says, if my people mm. who are called by my name, you got to know who you are, mm. will humble themselves mm. and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then mm. I will hear from heaven mm. and then I will heal their land. Wow. That's good. Man, let it come to pass, Lord. Yes. Let it come to pass in our lifetime. In Jesus' name. And we pray you're hungry for the glory of God, the presence of God. We're not saying we got it, but we're going after yeah. it. And you can live a life that works, but you got to incorporate worship. Be mm-hmm. a worshiper. We love you. We call you blessed and highly favored. And thanks for listening today. Please, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe, like this episode, rate, give us a five-star rating and share it. Send it to somebody that it will encourage. Send it to a youth pastor. Send it to some on fire for God teenagers. Yes. Send it to some teenagers that are not right with God and you just <laughs> want to see a miracle happen in their life. And, and send it to some parents that might need to be encouraged yeah. to spread the love yes. and we can all have a life that works. And that's a lot that Jesus is the center of. All right, we love you. We call you blessed. Until next time, keep living that life that works.